this is probably going to torpedo any chance of Taylor Swift ever coming on the podcast. I'm really sorry. If we're ever friends with her in the future, her, for sure, fans gonna link it no. to her on Twitter. Say, hey, you if know, you ruin my chances of meeting Taylor Swift. I swear to God. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Offline TV podcast. I am your host, Disguised Toast. And I keep saying that I'm the host. I'm not sure if that's the case. Maybe one day someone else will be the host. But for now, I'm the host. And it rhymes with toast. Okay, Yvonne, welcome. The very lovely Yvonne, house manager of Offline TV, content creator, vlogger extraordinaire. How are you? Okay, okay. Uh, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Isn't there a part after that? No, I, this is the part where I ask how you are oh, and you uh, give me a response that's more than just good. I'm great. Okay, uh, moving on then. Um, <laughs> today's podcast, first ever sponsor for our Ooh. podcast. Let's go. Today's uh, podcast is sponsored by Notion. Woo! Thank you, Notion, for being our first podcast sponsor. This is how you know we made it to the big times. This is when we have a podcast sponsor. Never happened before, so thank you very much. I will explain what it is later, but for now, just keep that brand in mind. Thank you. Uh, so, Yvonne, you know, let's talk about you because you, you're a streamer. Mm-hmm. You're a vlogger, but your journey to becoming this is a little, a little different from uh, everyone else's, right? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess so. It just started with joining OTV, I guess. That started out. Oh, well, uh, let's go even further, even be- further back, behind that. Okay, yeah. when did you first learn about, you got in through League of Legends, mm-hmm. right? When, when did that, how did that start? Me and my friends were at like a random, well... Me and my friends were visiting Vancouver. A bunch of them wanted to do outdoor, real life stuff. Crazy, right? They wanted to go to on this boating thing or whatever. I didn't really want to go. Surprise as well, um, with two of my other friends. And then we decided to go to this place called E Spot. Um, it's like this net cafe in Richmond or something like that. And then that was where my friends already played League, but I never played, and it was already installed on the computer. So I was like, you know what? I'll try it. And I remember it was like. It was a bot game. I was Annie and I fed my ass off to the Chogath bot and he just like annihilated my entire team. And yeah, that was my first League of Legends game. And then I went back and then I downloaded it and then got super addicted. So how many years was that? That was season two. Season two. League of Legends been around 10, 11 years now. Thir- so 12 or 13. 12. Isn't 12. It? Oh, wow. So that's like 10 years ago. Yeah, it's a decade ago. 10 years ago. That's. 2010. It sounds crazy because when you hear 2010, you're like, oh, that's not that far ago. Yeah, that- 2010? Yeah, that was just a couple of years ago. And then you realize that was more than a decade ago. Yeah. yeah. So you started playing around 19 years old then, 10 years ago, trying out League of Legends. You got yeah. into it, started playing at home. Mm-hmm. Did you play with your friends? Yeah, I played with my friends. We had like LAN parties at my house all the time. Everyone would bring over the laptops and just at my dining room table we just played all night um and then we just eat food and do whatever but uh they were like my badminton group so i played badminton for like seven years i think and then yeah so we played we did we just had a group of friends that did stuff together Mm -hmm. and in league of legends there's five roles and one role is called the support where you support the rest of the four players Mm -hmm. is that the role you played i my First, early champions were like Caitlyn and MF, I think. And then afterwards, I was I didn't know the game that well. I think my friends were trying to be like, hey, like learn a last hit and stuff like that. And then I was like, I eh. I only played like Maple Story Neopets prior to this or like Gunbound. So I was really bad. And then so I started learning Sona and they're like, okay, cool. Like you could be somewhat useful as Sona. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll play support. I play support to like learn the game. And then when I got to learn the game better, it's just like from then on, you kind of decide like what you want to play. Mm-hmm. So they forced you to play support, essentially. Well, I felt bad. I was more like, oh, I don't want to drag you guys down. Like, I think support is, like, less impactful. Sorry to support means up there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that at the time, you know, that was old league. And I was like, you know, so I just mashed my fingers into the keyboard and I could play sick. Please don't hit the table oh. when it shakes the mic. Oh. <laughs> 
Do you find that uh, a lot of girls, when they first start out, are relegated to the support role? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of girls, first off, and now it's probably different, but they weren't really introduced to gaming. I remember, like, growing up, I never got cons a console or anything. I had to beg for my consoles, but I got dolls, like, really easily. My parents just got me, like, Barbies, Sailor Moon dolls, whatever the heck. Um, I had to beg my parents for a PS1 because I wanted to play DDR and I told them I would exercise every day and I did not. I did mm -hmm. for like the beginning and then afterwards, like, you know, you just step on it. My mom's like, hey, jump. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> jump when I played it. But that, that was it. That it just, and um, back then, I only talked about like burning CDs. Yeah, burning CDs. Yeah, You're so really showing your age with that one. <laughs> hey. All the Zoomer kids listening, like, you guys burn CDs? Yeah, we just light them on fire. <laughs> oh, but um, so my parents were also really cheap and they didn't want to buy me any games. So then, like, our family friend had all the games because his parents bought it for them. So he would burn me, like, Rampage, Dragon Ball Z, and stuff for me to use on my PS1. So that's how I got some of my games. But see, you're not really given games, I feel me or my cousins who are girls as well like didn't really get games so now i feel like it's going to be different there's gonna be girls growing up cracked at games because they've been like playing it since they're little but mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's kind of where kind of like you might be years behind but and also support is kind of like a nurturing role at times which is kind of kind of what <laughs> no go ahead supports a nurturing role it's which is kind of Oh, it's just like something that I feel like girls, nat some girls just naturally have, you know, you just want to like nurture and support and like have other people shine and, you know. Yes, it's okay for you. I if I said that, I'd be in trouble, but it's oh, okay yeah. for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> so you're playing League. What what happened? You know, how did you get to this point? Who Did you meet someone? Oh, yeah. Did you like start getting like cued into certain people? What was the next uh, step there? So I played League a lot, ended up playing against these people in normals who basically uh, tried to farm girls in League. They would see someone with like a girl name, uh -huh. sort of, username, and they would add them after the game. And somehow me and Celine <laughs> got like recruited in this group of boys who just did that. We didn't know at the time, okay? This is <laughs> hindsight. But like at the time I was like, oh, they're pretty nice. They're reminding us of games. Like, oh, we're friends. <laughs> No. <laughs> so, uh, so it was like a group of e-boys? Basically, yes. And what, what, what were they hoping to get farming these girls who play League? Like I a girlfriend? I would think a girlfriend, but uh -huh. I, I honestly don't know. I think they just were having fun with it, boys being boys or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, so me and Celine actually met off of that. And then we became... Like, we weren't super close, but we, we were fairly good friends, like, throughout. Always, like, kind of check in with each other here and there, play games again with each other here and there, depending on, like, friend groups and stuff. And uh, one of, I think I started, I was just streaming and trying to see maybe where it would go. And I was still spamming League, playing games, doing whatever. And then Celine was like, oh, um, so Iman, like, Pokey, is looking for an assistant if you want to... Um, maybe see if it could go anywhere and stuff like that. And then so I talked to Iman, started working with her for a while, actually. I want to say maybe it was like a year and a half or so and joined OTV probably like six months after I started working with her mm -hmm. to house manage and everything. And yeah, I guess the timeline from there is... Oh my God, it feels like we're going to have to go all the way back. But I feel like that's the starting of where like people probably started to see me around more and stuff. Got it. And when did you start uh, working for Pokey? How many years ago was that? Five? Six? Ooh, um, that was 28... Sometime in 2017, mm -hmm. I started working for her. And then I want to say maybe around 2019, I stopped. Mm-hmm. So it was probably like a year and a half, like somewhere around that time. Oh, well, you're aware of what OTV was when you started working with her? Uh, sort of, but not really. So I knew her because I was working with her, obviously. Right. I knew you through Hearthstone, but not that much. I didn't watch your stuff really. Wait, so you've heard of me first 
through Hearthstone and not through like OTV. Yeah, or... not through OTV. I didn't n- really know, I think, what OTV was. So what did you hear when you heard the name Disguise Toast? Like, where did you even hear that? I don't even remember, I'll be honest. You just, okay. I watched one, <laughs> watch one YouTube video that I thought was hilarious. It was you and Lily playing Hearthstone together. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one specific part always. I think I told you this before, but it was like, when you told her to hit face with something and then she accidentally hit her face with like ice bowl or something like that. And you're like, sorry, I should have clarified. I meant their face. And then, yeah, so I really like that video. Um, but that was it. And then I saw like Lily's stuff sprinkled throughout like the years from League things or maybe her YouTube videos here and there, like her little comics, uh, animation drawings. Mm-hmm. Scara is Scara. Um, and... I think that was about it, right? Which yeah. Is, who joined first, Toast or Yvonne? Who joined first? Toast. Hmm. Yeah. You should know that, Broden. I did not know that. <laughs> so you didn't know, you, how much did Broden know about OTV before he joined? How about that yeah, one? Yeah, Broden. When, when did we first meet? Uh, the time that I remember most is that like BlizzCon thing. The very first... It, I feel like we probably met before that, though. Yeah, because I remember Travis came over to the first. Were you there when you came when he came over and interviewed us at our house for the Christmas thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. We probably met there, but I didn't. Maybe we met there. Yeah. I didn't like acknowledge you because you were just the help. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I met Broden at BlizzCon. That was that was wow. a while ago. BlizzCon. I remember Toast telling us to go to BlizzCon and how sick it would be. Oh my God, guys, we're going to get a hotel room. It's going to be so fun. All eight of us together in a hotel room. How about that, huh? Oh, and we have to delegate who sleeps on the floor and everything. Uh, yeah, it was sick. It was sick. And Look, the the getting to BlizzCon and the hotel was fun. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. The event itself yeah. was terrible. Yeah, it was it was so sad because my entire life, like my first time playing Game was like, I played StarCraft 2, I played Diablo played Hearthstone. I was, I was like, I want to go to BlizzCon one day. I was so excited when Toast was like, you want to go BlizzCon? I was like, yeah, I want to go BlizzCon. And we get there and I was like, is this it? <laughs> yeah, Blizzard has it? really fallen off. I kind of <laughs> lost the privilege of organizing events after that. And recently <laughs> I lost the privilege of uh, picking movies. Because what movie did we watch, Yvonne? I don't remember. I repressed it. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to remember it ever again. I remember this one specific scene. <laughs> was this because of me? Was this that one? <laughs> it was that one specific scene that we all know what it is. Fuck, what movie was it? Broden, what movie am I talking about? The Green Knight. And why did I recommend it to the entire house? Because I asked Toast if he wanted to see it, but then I never saw it. <laughs> yeah, it was a Look, you let us frame toast? <laughs> it had an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. And then I look at the audience score and it was like 50%. I'm surprised it wasn't 20. So what's, what's the... It, there's one scene that you remember <laughs> from that entire movie. Everything else is Everything, just boring. Yeah. One scene. What scene is that? Can I just say it? You can say it. But we have a sponsor on this video, right? Does it matter? Look. I'm sure our sponsor would be okay with it. So, you see, I know that I've ever seen this in a movie, but they actually showed this guy, like, his cum on. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I cannot believe, I was just like, I'm sorry, what is that? <laughs> it's a very gratuitous shot. And he's not even yeah. having sex or, like, you know, masturbating. Yeah. He just got, ex- I think, excited or something. And then... <laughs> He jizzed all over his hand. And normally, in most movies, in all the movies I've watched, they imply it's like the guy just goes, oh, oh. And then you get the idea. (laughs) But this director, genius that he is, says he's going to do something different and just shows the whole thing, all of it on his hand. And it looks so realistic, too. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah, they did a great job. I looked at that and was like, yep, that's cum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we, uh, I won't be picking any movies anytime soon, but I would like to make it known that Broden was the one who baited me into picking that. <laughs> yeah. You can scapegoat me for that. And you got blamed <laughs> for it. Um, but 
so you started working with Poké and then you joined Offline TV and now you stream, mm-hmm. you vlog. What's the what's that transition been like? Uh it's before it was very chill. It was just like, oh, whenever I I have so much downtime to do other things too, then I'll stream or do other things. I guess now it's starting to become more of like an actual job for me. So it's it's very different, like how you think I, in terms of, okay, it sometimes makes my brain boom because I don't really want to think about how to do content and things like that, et cetera. I kind of just want to play games and mm-hmm. I like vlogging and that's like the two things that I currently like. Um, so vlogging has been really nice because it's been something that's not gaming, but allows me to express myself kind of creatively in my own way. And it's also so nice that it it's like documenting really good memories or times with friends. Like I always look back at the vlogs just to see like the times that like we had and I just laugh to myself in front of my computer <laughs> and everything. But it's really cute and I like it. So yeah. So you've been offline TV's house manager for three three years now? Two or three years? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So yeah. Three years. Yeah. So what is it like managing a house of streamers, a house of streamers that, you know, oh do their gosh. own thing, don't really answer any messages, just focus on streaming, and you're trying to, like, organize things, clean things up? What, what's that experience been like? It's like chasing people every day. That's, that's a... I don't know how else to kind of describe it, except... I tried to put things on three different platforms. So I used to have a whiteboard where I would write stuff on too. And then we have our Google Calendar and then we have Discord. But somehow some people managed to dodge all three things, even when it's in our living room, online (laughs) and in person sometimes. So like, hey, actually the easiest way is just to catch them in person and be like, by the way, this is happening. But yeah, it's it's been mostly pretty much like that. I'd say I don't know how else to put it, but I remember Scar telling me he was talking to his brother, and then his brother was asking like, "How do you manage or keep up with things?" And then Scar was kind of like, "Well, it's mainly just Yvonne. Like she just tells me everything like that. I don't have a calendar or anything really that I use. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right." <laughs> yeah. Does it does it get tiring chasing everyone down? Um, sometimes it's not. I don't know if it's tiring. It's more of like, uh, I think I'm just, I just know maybe after being with everyone for so long, how things are. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will get tiring, more tiring later, but I feel right now it's still, it's not anything too crazy yet. Right. Well, about future aspirations. So right now you're vlogging. Your vlogs do really well. Everyone loves watching your vlogs. Is that something you want to lean more into? Mm. I don't know about leaning more into. I feel like it's just something that I... I I actually didn't think about what I want to do with my vlogs except for make them comfy or how to make them comfier. That's mm-hmm. what I've been thinking about lately. Uh, and what have you come up with? How, how do you make your vlogs comfier, Yvonne? I don't know. I watch like old YouTubers that I used to watch back then, how they vlog and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... But theirs is on the whole other spectrum of calm, comfortable, like cozy. They do. They have shots of them just vacuuming. And that's their shot. They're vacuuming. They're washing dishes. They're doing daily, complete daily living, whatever stuff. And I'm out here like kind of a bit more chaotic. But at times I also do like the simple um, just sitting and chatting or just having some like a very short bit where it just feels more chill. Mm-hmm. So I kind of been thinking about doing stuff like that, adding stuff like that more lately. But speaking of old YouTubers, I think out of everyone in the house, you probably watch the most of the old YouTubers. Yeah, uh, I know this because when we first uh, got linked with Mr. Ryan Higa, you know, YouTube legend extraordinaire, you were a huge fan, and you were fan. I hate you. You were fangirling. Stop! I was not. And kind of embarrassing. You're embarrassing me right now. 
I did not make you fangirl over Ryan Heat. I was not fangirling. I was just saying, oh my God, it's Ryan Scar. You have to play Valorant with him. That's all I said. That's really And cringe. maybe if there's room, you can invite me. You know the phrase, act like you belong? You were not acting like you belong. <laughs> you acted like someone who didn't belong with the elites of Ryan Higa. Uh, yeah, but now it's like, it's Ryan, you know, you can't, you can't see them the same way. Mm. I mean, not like that, but it's just like... Yeah, when you first like interacted with him, were you like, oh, wow, this, this, is, this is Ryan Higa. Like, this is really cool. Cause I you- thought it was cool mm-hmm. and everything, but it's kind of weird. I can't really put people on that high of a pedestal anymore just because knowing how people can be different or behind the scenes like not really what they come forth is something that even if i were to meet taylor swift i think i'd be really freaking excited but i wouldn't expect her to be this perfect human being so my expectations of people have definitely gone down even if i like their craft Mm. how many guys have taylor swift dated you, you're a huge Swiftie, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to count. Uh, I had this discussion with a friend the other day, and we were going through... Uh, it was um because it was a new Marvel movie, The Eternals, and Harry Styles. Is it Harry Styles? He's in it. He's in Eternals. Harry Styles? Pull it up, Broden. Marvel Eternals Harry Styles. I, I'm pretty sure he's in it. Oh. Yeah. He has a cameo. He has a cameo. And this came up because people are tweeting about how Taylor Swift can't really watch Marvel movies because it has Harry Styles, which she dated, Mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal in Spider-Man, which she dated, Mm -hmm. and Tom Hiddleston, (laughs) which she dated. So I think that's three. There might be one more. And I looked at at her history of dating out of curiosity and each of her relationships last this is probably going to torpedo any chance of Taylor Swift ever coming on the podcast. I'm really sorry. If we're ever friends with her in the future, for sure, a fan's going to link it to her on Twitter. Hey, you you know. You ruined my chances of meeting Taylor Swift, I swear to God. But there's there's nothing wrong with dating people. Yeah. For the record. Guys do it a lot, you know. I think celebrity dating is very, can be very fickle or Mm -hmm. very, you know. I don't know what it is. But yeah, she, her, a lot of her relationships weren't very long. They're all like three months-ish or kind of. Yeah, but I'm always curious there. like how these relationships come. Yeah. Like happen because with most celebrities, they generally keep it pretty low key. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of celebrities date even more people than Taylor Swift. We yeah. just don't know about it. Yeah. But because it's all so publicized, mm-hmm. I mean, you think like, what, how, how does it happen so often? Yeah, I don't know. She, well, I mean, she. Do you think the guys are hitting her up? Is like, yo, Taylor, her just single. You want to date and like be public I'm about sure it? I'm sure there are. Like, okay. You think, okay, so this, this is my thing. This is Jake Gyllenhaal, like Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, but she's Harry also Stott. Taylor Swift. And she is Taylor Swift. Yeah. But is, is the common thread here all the guys or is the common thread Taylor Swift? Let me tell you, Tessa, a girl is single, okay? There's something that opens. It's called the window of opportunity. <laughs> and this window is open for a very limited period of time until the next guy comes and he's like, oh, sick, open window. I'm going to try to hop but in. Are all, wait, but this is like Jake Gyllenhaal. Do you think Jake Gyllenhaal I don't, is like, oh, my God, Taylor Swift is single. Let me get in there. I mean, I'm sure there's like events and stuff that people meet there and, you know, DM or anything like that is like that. But I'm just saying like. A lot of girls will surprisingly have a lot of people go after them when people find out that they're single. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, just this window. It's like so short. You got to just seize the opportunity or the time. Do most girls have a table of exes, though? <laughs> okay, that is different uh, for sure. But just it, it's pretty common. Do you think Taylor's the one initiating the majority of these relationships? Or do you think it's the guys initiating? I don't- you're a huge Taylor I, I had this I long am. ass discussion. I am, but I'm not gonna know who initiated what. I don't know Jake Gyllenhaal or Taylor Joe Smith. Jonas, Taylor Lautner, John yeah. Mayer. Jake okay, well Gyllenhaal Taylor Lautner and her were in a movie together. And they met. And they met on set. Do you like, think he started flirting with her or she started flirting with him? I don't know, but uh sources say he was like super in love with her, but she was kind of not feeling it as much, and then so yeah. 
She wrote the song back to December. But but it. she's the one who wasn't feeling it so much, right? Yeah, but she kind of like regretted it later because she was saying, or in the song, she describes how good he was to her. Uh-uh. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Why are you stunned? What is this? Do you think she initiates most of these breakups or is the guy? Because it's like, oh, you're dating Taylor Swift. You're not going to just break up with her. I mean, I think some people do. Like Joe Jonas. All these guys, all these super famous guys. Uh, oh, God, sound like an incel. I support, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. But I am ver- I'm just very curious about how like her celebrity dating life occur. I think it's very on and off probably. It's just like, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's break up. And it's like, oh, well, okay, well, how are you doing and stuff? And you then get back to their breakup. But she don't get back with people. She has a... She writes a song about it. She writes yeah. a song about it and then goes out, like has a new guy like in three months. Yeah, she talks about how like Tom Hiddleston thing is actually like a rebound off Calvin Harris. Wait, she said that? She wrote a song called Getaway Car and it's clearly about Tom Hiddleston and how he was the rebound. Do you think she gets in relationships for inspiration for her songs? I don't think she does it for inspo, but because she's in a fair amount, she definitely has inspiration from it. Which is fine. Six bangers. Are there Swifty stands? Are they a thing? Yeah, for sure. There's people Fuck who love no, her. No, look, I love Taylor Swift. I love um, "You Belong with Me." I can. <laughs> I will recite the entire lyrics to prove that I love Taylor Swift. Yeah. I, I just. I get curious about her dating life. Yes. Yes. Well, she she's been dating um, this guy now for the past like three, four years now. Wow. So. It might just have been just just a bad, you a know, bunch of a, a string of bad guys yeah. you know, who didn't appreciate her for. I mean, she started when she was super young, like yeah, 16. In the no, getting recently. into that celebrity life and Joe Jonas hits you up. Hey, yeah. Taylor, so you want a date? You're going to be like, yeah. And then, you know, it turns out he's not such a great guy, huh? Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> why Joe Jonas one day comes. <laughs> How do we get on the Taylor Swift? <laughs> Can we get Taylor Swift? Yeah. I'm sorry we talked about your dating life, but I'm a huge fan. Well, maybe she can come and clarify. Oh, yes. Yeah. Taylor Swift, I am very curious. And I love I love her song, The Man, because mm-hmm. of the gender, gender role reversal, where she does a lot of things as a woman, and everyone's calling her a bitch. But at the end, it's revealed, oh, she's actually... No, she does a lot of things as a man. Everyone was calling her, oh, what a boss. Yeah. But then it's revealed it's a woman. It's like everyone's, oh, that's kind of a bitchy thing to do. And she was showcasing how, you know, sexism is very rampant. And I support that message. Yeah. And everything. Speaking of Taylor Swift, which means we talked about Harry Styles, which means he was in Eternals, which Uh is a Marvel movie. And what else is a Marvel movie? (sighs) Our favorite segment of the podcast, the Shang-Chi update. Welcome. I'm Disguised Toast, and this is the Shang-Chi update of the week. What is the Shang-Chi update? Where I talk about my dream of being Shang-Chi 2 and any updates since last week. Hasn't, it's just been like, couple weeks you know you got yeah. progress you make you went to additions you talk uh well we know a person who knows a person who <laughs> got in contact with the publicist oh? of aquafina <laughs> <laughs> and they said we'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> look it, it's getting there all right <laughs> Oh my god. That but Yvonne, is... you know, you actually know a lot of these older Asian YouTubers. Not yeah. like Ryan Higa, I would say it's more like um, international appeal. Like he's just, he's not really leaning that far into the Asian stuff. Yeah. But you watch like Wang Fu, right? And who else did you watch when you were growing up? Watch Wang Fu, Whaley. Um, I don't know. I can't recall, but just. People Kev in Jumba? that sphere, kind of. I actually oh. didn't watch that much Kev Jumba. Oh, but I did watch, like, his videos that popped off, yeah. He Smosh. started streaming on Twitch. Oh, I saw. He plays, like, Valorant and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't... I just watched whatever came up on my feed, basically, back mm-hmm. then. But I did like Wang Fu a lot, Ryan, and um, Whaley the most, I think, out of all those. That's good, because some of them knows the people in Shang-Chi. 
<laughs> and you, you're always, you're the person in the house that's always trying to get us to go and meet new people. Yes, I would love to meet new people. I feel like we're so in our bubble sometimes, and sometimes it's just nice to just, you know, meet people from YouTube or just other, something different to kind of inspire things. Mm -hmm. Do you so. feel like you're this generation's Wang Fu? You kept saying that before. Mm -hmm. You're like, we're like modern Wang Fu or something okay, like see, that. Now, now that you've said that, they're going to see this podcast <laughs> and think I'm talking shit. I'm not talking shit. He's not. Because Wang Fu back then was like, it was inspirational for a lot of Asian Americans and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's just like, wow, you're, or the skits are so funny. You just, you just enjoy them and you just want to support them and everything like that. And I think a lot of people probably feel the same towards us. Like you just watch us play games. Like, oh, they're funny. And they want to just like watching their content. But mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think it is similar in that sense, like maybe in the gaming space or Twitch, kind of more Zoomer type of uh, era, I guess. Do you want to meet these old Asian YouTubers? By old, I mean like older. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, because uh, you're always talking about like, let's go, you know, to their bubble tea store or like go. I did go. go. So it was great. Did you meet anyone from that YouTube channel? No. They just owned the store. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I just went to the cafe. We, okay. we were just in 626 area for that day. And I was like, oh, I want to try out their food because I see that it's just on social media and stuff. So then it's really good. Their popcorn chicken, super good. Have but you yes. met anyone from uh, Wang Fu yet? Mm, no, not from Wang Fu specifically. Oh, but I have met one of the people, one of their employees. Yeah. That's not the same thing. Oh, well, she's like in their content and stuff sometimes. So. Do you think they know who we are? I have no idea. Okay, now's the perfect time <laughs> for you to shout out how much, how big of a fan you are and how you would love to do stuff with them. Uh, why are you putting me on the spot I'm like this? I'm not putting you on the spot. You're always talking about like hanging out with new people. I, and you yes, I want it. Yes, I love hanging out with new people. Okay, well, if you're listening or watching Wang Fu people, Yvonne of OTV is a huge fan. She talks about you guys nonstop. If I you guys want to hang out, not you know, bad eat some way, popcorn it's chicken. It's not weird or anything that is not... <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? This is what you did with Ryan, okay? And it's not guys, what I did with Ryan. You guys are best friends now. It's not what I did with I'm any sorry, of these people, actually. You were quite exaggerating it all. We sponsor, Reed. Yvonne, please calm yourself. I hate him. So, uh, now a quick word from our first ever sponsor, Notion. Thank you for the introduction of the toast. Hi, everyone. This is Disguised Toast, here to tell you all about our sponsor, Notion, today. Notion is an all-in-one organizational tool that we use here at Offline TV to keep track of all the cool stuff we're doing. If you want to keep track of anything, and I mean anything, you want to keep track of your work, your homework, your calories, your payroll, anything you want to keep track of, Notion is the tool for you. It's good for people like me who don't have my life together. It is actually falling apart and this is a cry for help. But thanks to Notion, I'm able to keep everything together. So I know when I have games coming up, Among Us Lobby tomorrow at 7 p.m., it's on my Notion. Meeting with cute girl, never, it's on my Notion. So if you want to keep your life together and keep track of everything going on, then download Notion today. Welcome back. I hope you <laughs> enjoyed that little ad read and show them support for, you know, taking a chance on a small fledging podcast like ours, you know, any support we can get, we really appreciate. So thank you, Notion. Um, so, hang on. On the channel line, goes on, we're talking about that. Who's editing, Max editing? Max, cut all that out. Apparently people don't like it when I hard transition, so I need to do a soft transition now. <laughs> what the <laughs> What the hell is that? We should put that in. And then this is the soft transition because you're letting people know you're transitioning. No, the thing with podcast listening, you can leave this part in. People don't like it when it feels like the person leading the pack doesn't know what they're doing. So mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing, but I can't let them know I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm kind of just winging it. Yeah. But if I clearly say, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, they're going to be like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. I'm going to start questioning his competency. 
It's like if you're in a plane, a pilot's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we might be landing soon. <laughs> but this is a podcast. It's, <laughs> it's that the same is thing. We are on a plane of entertainment. Okay. And the audience are all passengers, and yes. I'm the pilot, and you're my co-pilot. Uh, I'd be the worst pilot ever. Well, I've- that's bad because your pilot is incompetent, and he's just winging it. And he needs his co-pilot. Yeah, and I'm just right there winging it with you. <laughs> just like the random, where are these thoughts coming from? Yeah, that's going to be this. Sorry, I'm not making it easier, huh? See, this is what I mean. We're not going to be able to steer the plane. Actually, well, he can, but... All right, speaking of steering, one thing we have in common is that neither of us drive. Is that, that is... True? I've never seen you dr- drive, drove, driven once in my entire life. I drove when I first moved down here. And then I realized it was impossible because LA, LA traffic and everything driving what sucks. What did you drive? I drove Sean's like old Passat that had peeling paint on the top of the car. It was sick. Yeah, but that was a uh, that I did, I drove that for maybe like two months and then I gave up. And also, I don't know who wrote Toast and Yvonne both don't drive. I do drive. I have my license. I've been driving since I was eighteen. Can you say you drive when you haven't driven in the last six years? Uh, well, I drove a car the other day. Where? Wait, you don't? Even, do you have a valid license? I do. I have a California license. When, I passed the test. When did you get it? Like a year or two ago. It's like a full driver's license. Do you want to see it? Do you want to see it? I you, believe you. I have it. Why well, you keep asking? I said I had it already. So recently, I've been looking into like getting driver's license, and I realized there's it's it's almost too easy. Oh, yeah. If you see the people on the road, you wonder how they have their licenses. Like, what I hear is that what people would do to pass their driver's license is they would take an Uber to, like, a very small town that has zero traffic, mm-hmm. do the driving test there, pass, and then now they have the right to drive this one-ton vehicle on the road. Yeah. Just know, when I took my license, it was in the heart of L.A., not a small town, right there where tons of traffic was. Actual skill. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, <laughs> so it, it amazes me that anyone could just essentially cheat the system. Yeah. And be like, well, here you go. Here's your, here's your man killer. They could also <laughs> just take the test multiple times, fail every time, and just be like, okay, well, I passed like the third or fourth time. Because it's the same, they just need to learn the route. And if they fail at something, then they change it for the next time and that's it. That's scary because I don't drive because I fear like, I I don't think I'm competent enough to drive. No, trust me. If my mom can drive, you can drive. But that is very scary (laughs) to know that there are people out there driving. Because when you look out, it's like the majority of the population drives. Yeah. And I would say I'm a pretty like competent person. In most fields of my life. And even I don't feel confident enough to like operate a moving vehicle. It's like, because you ever had those intrusive thoughts? It's like, what what if I just slam on the gas? I'm not gonna. Yeah. But like, what if I just slam on the gas? I could literally kill people. Yes, you could. Everyone has the machine that is capable of killing people. Anyone could be like, 90 degree turn, 10 deaths. Yeah. Yeah. No one would ever do it, but there's nothing, there's nothing keeping you from doing that. You could just do that. Right? Okay, let's not give people the ideas there. <laughs> like, yeah, I heard this guy talking on the podcast and he gave me some real good ideas. People yeah, are literally but- driving listening to this right now. That's called an intrusive thought. Yes, podcast yes. listener driving their man killer cars right now. Uh, just, just stay on the road. Just know there are tons of people who are worse, way worse at driving than you will be at there and also it depends on where you drive i think driving in la gives me slight anxiety i wasn't used to it because driving in canada there's way less people like california has the population of all of canada so when i'm on the freeway here i get kind of scared because there's a lot of cars and you have to like change lanes oh the idea of like a highway is so scary because it's like everyone's driving at 80 miles per hour. You can't stop because yeah. the car behind you is driving 80 miles per hour. He's the car in front of you, you have to... On the highway. <laughs> oh, God. And listen, it's like, oh, God, he's right. I do have to drive at this speed. Yeah. 
So LA, not fun at all. There's so many left turns or awkward turns. We have to wait for two sides of traffic to go through and you're just like, it's impossible. But other places, a lot easier to drive. So you could totally drive. It's not hard. Driving is not the hard part. God, so much responsibility. One thing I also hate is a lot of the signs like no left turn, but underneath it's like, Except between 5 a.m. and Sunday, <laughs> yeah. 9 p.m. And like 1 a.m. on a Tuesday, maybe sometimes That's if the sick. weather's nice. And like you're, there's so much signs like this and you're supposed to like be able to read them. And you're trying to turn left and then there's a sign that says, yeah, you can turn left, except not on this. So you have to do fucking math in your head. Yeah. Check your phone. Is it 5 p.m.? Can I turn left right now? They have that for parking, too. So parking, sometimes they have free parking and then underneath it's like, four different signs under and then you have to kind of solve like a millennium puzzle yeah, to see what like, you could park during that time. It's like a logic puzzle where it's like you can't park this but not here but only when this. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just... It's so complicated. Just say fuck it. Just say fuck it. Just five minutes, fine. I'll just park there five minutes. I got a lot of parking tickets when I was in university uh-huh. because I never wanted to walk super far to the lot and I always tried to park where the teachers or other places parked. And my ex-boyfriend would yell at me and I would cry every time he I got a parking ticket. And you would cry because of the parking ticket or did your boyfriend yell at and my you? My boyfriend yelled at me. He yelled at you? I don't know you? why. He yelled at me a lot for certain things. Like I took a shot at a party once and he yelled at me because I didn't normally drink. But like, Was it know, in front of people? It was just with our friends. It was like a New Year's thing and it was just like I don't normally drink. I didn't even swear back then. Um, I just took a shot and he's like... What are you going to do now? Are you going to party all the time? Are you going to do blah, blah, blah? And I was like, no, this is just one drink of friends. That sounds like emotional abuse. Now that I think back to it, maybe. I don't know what entirely specifies that, but he definitely got mad for getting a parking ticket and other random things, I guess. Uh, He's kind of like, why are you parking there? You know, you shouldn't be and like all this kind of stuff. And then it made me scared to do things like walking around eggshells, you know? Oh, yeah. I get that comment a lot sometimes. (laughs) Like, oh, I feel like I have to walk on eggshells around you. But maybe if (laughs) people weren't so, you know, Anyway, it's a self-reflective thing, maybe versus like maybe if other people didn't do X, Y, Z. Oh, that brings up a good point, because whenever I see recently there's um, something involving like content creators and his ex-girlfriend came out and said like he was a terrible boyfriend and did some really shitty things. Mm -hmm. Relationship drama as content creators always... Very interesting to see because relation, like, I think everyone has been in shitty relationships, right? Yeah. Have you been in one? Yeah. For seven years. Seven years. Yeah. And what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Uh, gosh, I think it was at the end. I think I remember having dinner with him and we were sort of talking, but not really. And I realized as didn't really have that much in common with him or I didn't know how we didn't we weren't conversating we we're just mm-hmm. eating our dinner and I was thinking is this someone that I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with we're just gonna have to do a lot of these dinners where we just eat in like semi-silence occasionally talk about like what league or cars or something he's really into cars um and also, I felt like he wasn't someone who's really open to things. Like I would think I wanted to go to Japan or visit other things. And he's like, I hate traveling. And so he wasn't very open to a lot of things. And it made me think in life for later on, would I want that? And I guess I thought no. But the way we ended was very abrupt. It was very, I actually broke up with him. Uh, and then a month later, we got back together. I was, Classic. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, or it was because like, we broke up and then I went clubbing with my friends and stuff. And there were so many shitty guys that I encountered during that time that I was traumatized. And I was thinking like, wow, maybe he he's like, the, he's actually a really good guy. No, I was just traumatized with shittier guys. But anyway, um, I called him or messaged him one night. I just said like, I missed him. And then we'd start talking and then we got back together. Biggest mistake ever. Do not do that if you broke up for a reason. Because when you get back together, you remember why you guys broke up in the first place. How long did that last? Uh, Maybe like one or two. Maybe 
I want to say one to three months. I don't remember. Oh. It's all a blur back then because I was like probably six, seven years ago. But uh, yeah, I, I, the last straw was kind of, I don't even know if there was, it was kind of weird that we had no, we had nothing sparking it. It was, I was just in the car. We were on our way to dinner and I just said, I think like I want to break up. And then we got to the dinner place and he parked his car and he's like, okay, you want to go back then? I was like, yeah, <laughs> we went, drove Whoa. back to his house wow. and I drove home and that was it. I don't even know if he knows why we broke up, but that was literally the last time we you talked. You couldn't wait until after dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I was in the car thinking, I'm not going to sit through the whole dinner. I mean, uh, I don't you know. You can't sit through. Maybe. <laughs> this is pretty good pasta. And then I have Maybe. To get home I don't I... know why I thought that. It was very random. But it... How was the drive back? I think we were just in silence. Oh, wow. I can't remember. But honestly, it was okay. I think he... Hmm. I liked him for so long. And I did so many things revolving around him. I went to every hockey game that he played at. I picked him up all the time. I tried to hang out with him all the time. And when I kind of got into league, actually, and other things, I kind of stopped doing that. And I was like, you know, I kind of like doing my own thing. Because before, it felt like I was always the one who was like, hey, let's hang out. Um, let's do something. It always felt like I was the one who was wanting to do those things. So then... Finally, it felt like I didn't have to bother him all the time. I had my own thing going on. And then he, then he was like, well, I missed when you used to come to my hockey games. You don't come anymore. You used to hang out with my family all the time and everything like that. I was so close to his family. I hung out with them even when he wasn't there. And so I stopped doing a lot of th those things because I started doing my own stuff. And I was fine with that. And then I guess I realized I kind of fell out of it. Because mm -hmm. I wanted him for so long, but it didn't feel like he wanted me back the same way. And so maybe that's how it kind of fell out. Wow. It's really sad. Yeah, but honestly, it's for the better. Cause for the we best. Were, Not compatible. It, it, it was our first relationship, both of our first relationships, and when we were high school sweethearts and everything. So we really wanted to make it work. And I think you just don't know how to break up or you just stay in a relationship for so long because it's your first and you want to work so badly. But yeah, it just, uh, we definitely, after I think our fourth or fifth year, we should have just broken up, but it lasted, it got seven years. Like seven wow. years. Long time to spend with someone. Yes, the prime years of my life that I just wasted away. God damn it. I wish I, we just cut at four or five. It would have been better. Perfect. Just do that. I hope he doesn't watch this podcast. <laughs> I remember for a period of time, I was really, I was kind of bitter. And I was like, you know what? I hope I show up on your YouTube recommended because he blocked me on things. And I was like, yeah. Well, I hope he, he plays League or like other things. Uh, I mean, he definitely knows what you're doing now. Uh, give him a yeah, shout out. He knows. <laughs> no. You want to flex on him a little bit now? <laughs> no, but um, I think he's in a better place now. He probably is nicer, mm. hopefully. And probably, you know, understands what he did wrong. Yeah. But um, it was a thought that came up and I was talking about it with Lonely and Michael in the car where as content, especially streamers slash YouTubers, where so much of your character and personality is what the people watch for, that your behavior in your very private relationship is like essentially fair a fair target for people to go after yeah like if you're a shitty boyfriend or if you're a shitty girlfriend and people found out about it like that is reason enough for people to like really go after you and of course if you're a shitty human being you're a shitty human being mm -hmm. but it's always it's it's interesting right because traditional celebrities go through a lot of shitty like they they a lot of them probably are shitty boyfriends shitty girlfriends yeah. especially with like how much temptation there is and the industry nature, mm -hmm. but you don't hear about that. The only mm -hmm. time I think I really heard about anything was like the Chris Brown Rihanna, yeah. which is, that I mean, if, there's, if you guys like he hit her and it's like really fucking bad mm -hmm. to a point where, you know, you can't really hide it. Yeah. yeah. And the other one was uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard where I think Johnny Depp lost 
his job as like Jack Sparrow or something. But there's this huge like litigation back and forth. But it only got to that point because it's like domestic abuse. He hit me. She yeah. hit me. But all the other private stuff you never hear about, right? And I'm yeah. sure those big celebrities go through way more stuff than mm-hmm. internet content creators. But when it comes to internet content creators, it's so common to, for someone to come and say, "Yeah, this person was a terrible boyfriend. He did like all these shitty things," mm-hmm. and like to make it public, which is you know the person's right to do so. Yeah. And then in that case, then like the fans kind of turn against, "Wow, you know, I thought you were a chill dude." Now I realize you're a yeah. really shitty person, so I'm not going to watch your content. And it's like this extra thing that content creators have to be aware of. Because I always think like, I'm not the best boyfriend. I would say in most of the relationships I've been in, like I would say I'm well below average. I don't think I've ever done anything that will like <laughs> be really like, oh my God, this guy's toes did this. He's a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think a lot of the guys or girls who were shitty boyfriends or girlfriends did so thinking like, yeah, I'm a really terrible person, so I'm going to do this. They probably... Just didn't even know that they were being, being shitty, shitty yeah. right? I think uh, a lot of the times people do these, I don't know, twit longers or whatever it is. It's not usually about being a shitty boyfriend or I've not, I haven't yet to see it I guess but I have seen more so the ones that actually are like sexual abuse or like harassment or like so things that tie more to a person's probably actual um, I don't even know if it would be necessarily relationship wise but it ties to you as a person even because I think those things are like morals human morals so which is why that's relevant in a way yeah but it's always so so we talk about this every podcast, being an yeah. internet celebrity, it's just, there's so little things to compare to, right? So like new. Even with the older YouTubers, they grew up in a generation where the majority of the audience got internet and technology at like 18 or 20, right? Mm-hmm. A more mature audience. But nowadays, you're dealing with like so much attention and like people are so involved in your life and like as streamers, you just talk about your life every single day for five hours and everyone gets emotionally invested in you. So when they find out that you're a shitty boyfriend mm-hmm. or a shitty girlfriend, it's like, well, yeah. I can't support you anymore there, buddy. I mean, that's fair. If that's fair. They just have, if they can relate to, and they're just like, well, this is kind of what I went through. I can't really support someone who treated their SO like that. Then, you know, that's fair. It's just, I realize how hard it is to be in a relationship while showing all of your everything online mm-hmm. or to kind of even not necessarily hide it, but even to want to keep it private. That's also hard because they're, they're going to be so involved in everything that you do and like gatherings or events or everything that how can you avoid it? But yeah, it's rough. Yeah, that's the job. Yeah. All right. Time for weekly viewer questions. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We should we should have like. We some should, sort of jingle. Yeah, some jingle. <laughs> Welcome to the viewer question. Uh, we, we can ask Lily about it. Okay. But yeah. before we do that, we need a jingle for the Shang-Chi section. There's two sections to the podcast. Viewer questions and Shang-Chi. And we need to get a jingle for both. Yeah. We also have... I haven't t- showed you yet, but I think I showed Lily and someone else. But we have a jingle from a like known artist that made something for us. Okay. So I'll show oh. it to you. Ooh, is, is it going to be used like for the podcast? Yeah, like intro. All right, question. And remember, these are pulled from our subreddit r slash offline TV. And I'll prove it by saying their username out loud so that you can look at the thread and see, wow, this dude really did ask a question and this guy's toast really did answer it. (laughs) Kai the A asks, what's your most memorable fan interaction? We get these questions pretty often. But do you have one? Uh, I have one recently. I don't remember a lot of the ones prior to this. I remember them being very Yeah, your memory sweet. doesn't extend past a couple of months. Okay. Well, there is one at the 626 Night Market, the one that we went to, actually. The one and that has a lot of Asians. Yes. yes. But someone came up to me and he was just 
it's kind of weird. I feel like I've heard it before, but the way he was say, heard something along the lines of that before. But when he was saying it to me in person and giving the whole spiel, it was very, I, I, I thought I was going to cry uh, like right there on the spot. He's just basically saying how we helped him a lot during quarantine and how he was going through like a really rough time mm-hmm. and everything like that, um, which is what we do here, here and there. Right. But it was just very touching. So, wow. It's very sweet. Now you're telling the world what a big impact you made on this person's life. He said us, okay? He <laughs> said us. It's not me. All right. Oh, check that ego you have. <laughs> you should be saying that to yourself. You have the biggest ego of everyone here. I don't want to hear it. Oh, jeez, man. I was just asking you a question. Tone it down. Oh, God. But yeah, um, that's nice. Like, uh, yeah, during quarantine, a lot of people were cooped up and... They like watching on content and Yvonne has been a very great comfy spot for people because you're not like game content, game collapse. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to play Valor with my friends and vlog my life. Yeah. Like it's a <laughs> very, that's so mellow. Yeah. It's a very stable, like core part of our, you know, TV life, which is just like, you know, it's not always about. The big Among Us lobby, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just, hey, I'm going to play games with my friends and that's it. Yeah. Most memorable fan interaction. I've had, oh, let's talk, I'll talk about bad ones because Yvonne talked about a good one. I've had a lot of hoverers. Ah. Hoverers, we God, call love them, them. Where um, they're a fan and... Most fans, they just say, hey, I love your content. Can we get a picture? Getting a picture is probably the most common one. Let's mm-hmm. get a picture. Nobody asks for autographs these days. Yeah. It's just, hey, can we get a picture, 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 picture. But some fans, they just want to stand near you, especially yeah. at conventions and gaming events where you're kind of like out in the public for mm-hmm. hours. They just want to stand near you. They just follow you around. Yeah. And just... I mean, there's clearly people who I saw this at EDC well as well, where they would recognize us and stuff, and they would just stand there, kind of just. I I wish sometimes they would just like get a picture and just be like, "Oh, that's nice. Oh, can I get our picture?" Blah blah blah, and then like you know they go on with and have fun with their day. Um, but there's some who just stand there and kind of just like pointing, looking at us, obviously, and kind of it's almost like bird watching, but it's like us. Yeah, and it's like. We're just trying to have fun. Like, if you could just not watch us, like, the whole time. Yeah, you know, come take a picture, come say hi. That's yeah, great. But, like, 10 really minutes, fun. just like, hey, oh, offline TV, yeah, what are they doing? In the it's like, it's so EDC is like a dance festival, and everyone's yeah. trying to have fun. It's really hard knowing in the yeah. back of your head, there's like five kids watching you. Yeah. Like, stay, yeah, yeah. Broden, any, uh, Broden, do you get recognized? I mean, only recently. Oh, what was that like? The, the the first time was I. Do you guys know Satel? You know yeah. Satel. Yeah, lots I, of food. Yeah, I. Uh, it was over quarantine. I had full mask on and everything, and I was in my car, which is like, not like, you wouldn't think like anyone's driving it. Two thousand four Honda Civic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I pulled up to like this valet spot, and I was like gonna get food. And I saw that, like, the restaurant was closed or something. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, can I still park here if I'm, like, whatever? And the guy's like, oh, you're Broden. Like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, uh, you can't park here. <laughs> I was going to be like, well, you know, normally you can't, but. You didn't even try to give me special yeah. treatment? Like, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did that make you feel? Uh, weird. I feel like I had, like, lost my anonymity. Oh, I feel like you're so easily recognizable, like your height and everything. Like people would for sure out of the crowd when they s- see you, they're like, oh, and then they see the rest of everyone, too. Cause, yeah, because of you. Yeah, yeah, he's a good marker. So if you guys ever see a tall, tall, long haired Asian white guy. Yeah. <laughs> just look around. You might find this. Yeah. So yeah, that was our uh, fan stories. Do you have any bad ones? Yeah, I do, actually. Oh. It was a long time ago, though. What happened? at Anime Expo, and then one of of the viewers, he was like, hey, Yvonne, picture. And he was like this. He, like, snapped his fingers at me, like, like, telling me to come over. And I was kind of like, I think that was the first time. I typically try to just be like, okay, like, or anything, 
try not to make things weird for people that I don't really know. But he, I was so shocked by what he did. He was I was snapping his finger. Yeah, actually. and I said, "Hey, can you not do that next time?" Oh, <laughs> like, that's very bold. Yeah, and you know me, I'm not. Yeah, you're not very confrontational. Yeah, but I was very. I didn't want him to think that was okay mm -hmm. to do to other people, so I said it that time. But that was it. That was good. You know, yeah. you're teaching him a good social cue. You don't snap <laughs> yeah. at like people. You want to go, hey dog, picture <laughs> yeah. now. Well, what was it? Like? Was it just like Yvonne picture? Yes, he actually said it. Like, he didn't even go like, hey energy. man. Oh, it, it wow. was that energy. You you did the right thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Cannot let that. Teaching him something his parents should have. Yeah, you can't don't be walking around going doing that to people. And just a reminder, we will be answering viewer questions every week. And you guys can leave your questions in the Reddit thread at r slash offline TV. So thank you so much for joining me on this day, Yvonne. I had yep. a great time talking to you. Mm -hmm. You're one of my favorite people to talk to. And I'm glad same, you're on. Same. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm doing the outro, so if you could not interrupt me. Oh, okay, sure. Thank you. Whatever. And once again, big shout out to Notion for sponsoring today's podcast and hopefully this keeps up so that we can pay our rent and other than that thank you all for watching good luck on your drive all that stuff i said about driving and intrusive intrusive thoughts please don't act on those those are just things you randomly think about and i take no responsibility for anything that might happen and i'll see you guys all next week bye bye we should not check the news that day that the podcast releases. <laughs>